0: Coming to you from Classic City,
1: the capital of the
0: Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a bonus edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. And my schedule opened up a little bit today. I had a small window to jump on here and record this bonus episode for you guys. So I figured, hey, why not? We got the time. Let's make this happen. And today what we're doing on the podcast is I'm going to be previewing the 2022 men's and women's NCAA tennis tournament set to kick off this weekend. In fact, We are hosting the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. Now, we are not hosting the entire first and second round. It's not structured quite like that. Those of you who follow college baseball and are familiar with how the college baseball postseason is structured, it's essentially that format. They don't use the same terminology necessarily, at least not for the first and second round. But the first and second round is basically like a regional in baseball. You have 16 host sites. The top 16 teams in the rankings will host a regional, and there are four teams in each regional. In both the men's and women's tennis programs on campus here, were able to land inside the top 16. The men came in number 11 overall. The women came in number 14 overall after falling just short of an SEC title in the SEC tournament title match but they will both be hosting here in Athens over the weekend. The men kick things off Friday at 2 p.m. against Alabama State, which is a match that we will absolutely win. And then on Saturday, the second round of the men's tournament will be held again here in the Classic City at the Dan McGill Tennis Complex, where we will face the winner of either Georgia State or Florida State, likely Florida State at this point. The women on the other side of things will open up their first round Saturday at 1 p.m. against Charleston Southern and then the second round of the women's tournament will be Sunday at 1 p.m. where we will face the winner of Northwestern and Wake Forest. If I had to handicap it right now I'll say it's going to be Wake Forest. The ACC was by far the best conference in women's college tennis this year. They have a number of like legitimate national title contenders. We're talking about NC State, North Carolina, Virginia, even Duke came on strong. They beat North Carolina late in the season, and North Carolina has been fantastic for a couple of years. So you have four legitimate national title contenders in the ACC on the women's side of things. Wake Forest is not in that top tier of ACC programs, but they held their own, and it's a really good program in its own right, and that'll be a tough match for us on Sunday because we should. I mean, not should. We will. We will beat Charleston Southern in the first round on Saturday And uh, that will set us up to face either Northwestern or Wake Forest. And honestly, I'm not really concerned about either team making it out of the regional. I think we are heavy favorites. Both the men and the women are heavy favorites to win their first and second round matches and make it out of the regional. And then that would take us to a super regional. Now, unfortunately, again, just like baseball, if you are not in the top eight the rankings. If you're not a top eight seed, you do not host a Super Regional unless the team that you would have been matched up with. So for Georgia, it's the sixth seed, which which is Tennessee. If they somehow get upset, which is just not going to happen, but if they get upset in their regional that they're hosting, then we would host the Super Regional here in Athens. That's highly unlikely. So more likely than not that both the men and the women will be on the road for the Super Regional. And that, my friends, is where things are going to get tricky this year. We just got a really tough draw. Let's start with the men's side. We got a really tough draw on the men's side of things. And look, when you get into the NCAA tournament and you get past the first and second round, you win your regional and you get into a Super Regional, there are no easy matches if if the favorites all advance, they win in and they advance. There's no one that's going to be a cakewalk. But we drew Tennessee. So Tennessee is the 6th seed. We are the 11th seed. Again, if we both win our regionals, which we should, then we will face each other in Knoxville in a super regional. Now, on one hand, you might say, well, Tyler, I remember earlier in the year, you said we did beat Tennessee. We already beat Tennessee once this year in Knoxville. And that's true. We did. And that is encouraging. We played really well in that match. The problem is the guy who I think is Tennessee's best singles player, and maybe the best doubles player, Johannes Monday, did not play in that match. He was injured and did not play in that match. And that certainly helped us in that match. Now, we played really well. And you know what? We played so well in that match that even if Monday played, we still might have beaten them. There's certainly that chance. But we had the rematch in the SEC tournament, the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament here in Athens a couple weeks back and it wasn't particularly close. We did not now We did not play very well. I will say, as well as we played against Tennessee in the first matchup in Knoxville, we played that poorly in the SEC tournament. We did not bring our A game. We are better than that, and if they hadn't clinched it at 4-1, we probably would have won maybe one more match, and it would have been 4-2 maybe, but they were clearly the better team that day. Johannes Monday being back was a major factor for them. Phil hitting on court two was playing fantastic. What I believe is the best tennis of Phil's entire career heading into that weekend against Tennessee, and he 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 honestly didn't play all that poorly. Johannes Monday is just that good. I mean, Johannes Monday is a legitimate. He plays court two for them. He's a legitimate court one player. They have they're one of the teams in the SEC. And around the country, you have two legitimate court one players, guys that for just about any program in America are gonna be playing court one, but they're playing court two. Monday is that good. I actually think he's better than Adam Walton, who plays court one for Tennessee. I think his long-term ceiling is far higher. He's just younger. Walton's been around longer. He's a he's a senior, I think maybe a fifth-year senior. Monday's a, a true sophomore, so that's why he plays court two. But it's a really tough matchup for Phil with Monday's big, tall, long. He has an incredible serve, great power on the serve. He's got great length, so he plays tough defense. It's really hard to get anything past him. He's got every shot in the book. He's just really tough to handle. And then Adam Walton, again, has been a really good player, been an elite player, really, his entire career at court one for Tennessee. And they have this true freshman, Shinsuke Mitsui, on court four, who is just a freshman sensation. He's fantastic. And and Trent Bride, who used to play court one for us, if Trent plays up to his capabilities, he can beat, Shinsuke Mitsui. He absolutely can, but he did not play very well in that matchup in Athens in the SEC tournament, and uh, it wasn't even close. That match was not even close. So hopefully Trent's able to bounce back, and now that he's seen another... Actually, I think he, he beat... I'm fairly certain if I remember correctly. They played each other in the first match in Knoxville, and Trent was able to win that match. The, the, the rematch didn't go Trent's way, hopefully. The rubber match... For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So it's going to be a really tough match. The doubles point is going to be critical. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. I know that we still have to win these first two matches. But again, I fully expect us to beat Alabama State and to beat Florida State. You can never, you know, just chalk things up, but that's my expectation. I am, you know, you can fault me for this. I am looking ahead to that Super Regional matchup with Tennessee. And uh, it's going to be tough. That in that matchup, the doubles point—I said this when we did the preview for the SEC tournament—is going to be absolutely critical. I cannot overstate that enough. When you play a team as talented as Tennessee in college tennis, the doubles point is almost imperative. You almost have to win it because they are that good in singles. You have—it's the first to four, first team to four points. There's three doubles matches whichever team wins two out of three of those doubles matches gets the doubles point. And then there's six singles matches and it's best of seven, right? So doubles point, each singles match counts as one point. That's seven points total. The first team to get to four points wins the match. If we lose a doubles point, it's just, it's not impossible I mean, teams do it. It happens. It's not like uncommon necessarily, but usually you do that against a team that doesn't have the talent level that you have. Tennessee has as much, if not more, talent than we have on our roster. In fact, I don't think it's a stretch to say right now, this year, Tennessee might have more talent than we do. It's very close, but regardless, if you lose that doubles point, it is very difficult. It's a major uphill battle to try to win four out of six matches, singles matches against a really talented Tennessee singles lineup. But you know what? Even though this is absolutely going to be a major challenge against Tennessee, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. I truly believe in our team. I believe that we can beat Tennessee if we play to our potential. Hamish Stewart on court one 100% has the potential to beat Adam Walton. He was going to beat. He, was, he was, uh, it was tied 1-1, one set to one. He was up a break. He was up 3-1 in the first matchup in Knoxville before we got to four. The match was called and his match went unfinished. They don't finish the matches once you get to four and then here in Athens in the SEC tournament, Hamish was just not himself. He had a lot of unforced errors, was missing shots that he had set up really, really well. He was just not playing to the level that he'd been playing for most years. He's been fantastic for us. He's been the best singles player on court, one that we've had since probably John Isner, at least since I've been watching, and he's going to have to play to that potential, play to that level. Because if he does, he can beat Walton. And that's critical because Court two, as good as Phil Hitting is, and he had a great year. He qualified, him and Hammond Stewart both qualified for the singles tournament that will be played after the team tournament. So Phil had a fantastic year. He's been great for us his entire career. I love Phil Hitting. I think he's awesome. Great personality, great young man. But Johannes Monday is just that good. He's really tough. So it's hard to just say, oh yeah, Phil's going to win that match. Phil can win that match, but it's going to take a... a pretty big effort from Phil. I think Tristan McCormick on court three is a critical player in this. He played fairly well in the first matchup. I think he can win that match on court Full on court three. He's got a massive serve and then you know Trent on court four has got to turn things around. The the last matchup against Mitsui did not go so well. We really need Blake Kreuter, who's been fantastic for us on court five for most of his career. He's been, been on multiple massive winning streaks hasn't been playing as well down the stretch of this season we need him to get back to being Blake because what Blake does is win matches he wins matches on court five if we can get if we can get the doubles point if we can get Hamish Stewart to play to his potential on court one and win that match and Blake wins on court five then we just need one more match whether you know Phil you know delivers a huge effort Tristan McCormick on court three. Fall, you know, using his serve to, to, to get the victory there. Or maybe even Thomas Paulson, who actually was the lone point that we were able to nab against Tennessee in the SEC tournament. Maybe he can pull one out on court six. I like our chances. Again, if we can win the doubles point, we get wins on court five and court one, one more win, one more win somewhere else. I think that's the formula to beating Tennessee in the Super Regional. And if we do happen to beat Tennessee, which again, very possible, going to be tough because they are very good. Let's just be real. They're very, very good. But if we were able to beat Tennessee, then we would move on to the Elite Eight, which is going to be held this year. I guess they're calling this the, the National Championship Tournament, but it, it's all the NCAA Tournament. But it'll be held in Champaign, Illinois, the home of the University of Illinois Fighting Illini. Where if the seeding holds, we would face Baylor, who is a number three seed in the entire tournament. They won the Big 12 tournament. The Big 12 is a really good tennis conference as well. They won the Big 12 tournament a couple of weeks ago, so that'll be another very tough match, but. Hey, like I said earlier, when you get to this point, when you get to this week 16, when you get to the Elite Eight, when you get to a Super Regional, it is a battle every single time out. And we might not have the most talented team in the country, but we have a lot of talent. We have some really good players, and if we bring our A game, we are absolutely capable of beating anyone in this tournament, anyone in the country on any given day. Absolutely 100%. We've played with the best of the best this season. We've played with Florida. We've beat Texas. We've played with Wake Forest. You know, we didn't beat Wake Forest. We were, it was, they were two close matches. We can play with the best teams in the country. We beat South Carolina, beat Tennessee. It's just tough to string together. That's why it's hard to win a national title. It's tough to string together a bunch of matches in a row where you bring your A game against those kind of opponents. But well, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what this team is able to do
1: Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All
0: right, so that's the men, but let's not forget about the ladies. You guys know, if you listen to the show, if you listen to these tennis episodes, you know I love this Georgia women's tennis team, I love this program. This program is just, all signs are pointing out for this program. They are trending in the right direction. A really good group of young players that are going to be really, really, really good for a long time. And Coach Drake Bernstein, as the assistant coach, he's the lead recruiter, and he just continues to bring in top-level talent each and every year. So this team, it's just a matter of time until they put it all together and actually win a national title. But we are facing some adversity heading into this particular NCAA tournament. Let's go back to the SEC Women's Tournament in Gainesville a couple weeks back. We made it to the final match against Texas A&M. We fell short in that match, but we had a, a fantastic tournament, especially considering our number one singles player, Leah Ma, who has played number one singles for us all year long, been our top singles player. She was not there. She was not with the team. Now, I chalked that up at the time to injury. I, that still might be the case. I do not know. I know for their last home match for senior day, she had her groin all taped up. She had her ankle taped up. It looked like she was not a hundred percent. So that's why I, I chalked it up to that. And I knew she was not with the team in Gainesville for that tournament. I thought that she was just back in Athens receiving treatment, the kind of treatment she could not get if we were on the road. You see that from time to time with programs. So that's what I thought it was, but she's not in the lineup for the NCAA tournament. She's, as I, as far as I can tell, I don't think she's gonna be able to play at all this tournament because she was not on the initial lineups that our coaches put out there. I could be wrong on that, but I know she's definitely, at the very least, not playing in the first two rounds. Now, we can get through these first two rounds. Again, we play Charleston Southern in the first round on Saturday at 1 p.m. Then it'll likely be Wake Forest, I believe, on Sunday at 1 p.m. in the second round to get out of the regional for right to go to the Super Regional. We can win those two matches without her because we are very, very good even without Lee Ma We have some really good singles players. But if we are able to get out of the regional and advance to a super regional, we are going to be heading to Durham, North Carolina to face Duke. Duke is the number three team in the country. They just won the ACC championship, guys, the ACC tournament championship. And I told you earlier, The ACC in women's tennis is elite. There are four legitimate national title contenders. Duke is the only team to beat North Carolina in the regular season. North Carolina was undefeated. They've been really good for a long time. They were undefeated heading into a late season matchup with Duke. Duke took them out and then Duke went on and beat Virginia in the ACC tournament final to win that. Duke is very good, as good as anyone in the country. So playing a team that talented, Chloe Beck's be on court one, it seems like, Georgia Drummond on court two, that's two top 20 players in the country. That's a tough matchup, especially on the road in a playoff environment, and especially if we're going to be down our number one. Well, I don't know if she's the best singles player in the team, but she's been playing number one singles and has been our our most consistent singles player I guess throughout the season and I'm just not sure why I I think it's injury I I guess I still would have to go with that but it's it's kind of odd it's a little suspicious at times because it seems like she's not currently with the team like she's not not only not practicing with the team from my understanding I know that they released a video with the team gathered around watching the NCAA tournament reveal show to see where we were seated and who we were going to be playing what the matchups were going to be and Leah was not there with the team that was concerning to me. That's I, I, that's interesting. That's intriguing. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not going to try to speculate here because I really don't know. I just think that was odd because even if she was injured, she'd still be at the facility with the team watching the reveal show. So I just hope she's okay. Honestly, I, I really do. That That's my concern. Number one, I hope Leah is okay because she's she seems like a really just good-natured kid who likes to have a good time, just a, a fun, nice person. So I really hope she's okay but it does put the team in a little bit of a bind because everyone, everyone on the team is having to play up a court. So on court one, we're going to have true freshman, I, I'm going to call her a true freshman sensation. I think she's fantastic. She's a top 20 player in the country as a true freshman. Number I think number 17, the latest rankings, the IT, ITA rankings, and that's Mel Riasco. Mel has been really good all year, but she took things to another level in the SEC tournament where she had to step up in Leah's absence and play court one and she played against some top talent, some fantastic players. She beat the number five player in the country. Sarah Hamner from South Carolina was hanging with a and number one player who was a really, really good player, a transfer that came in this year for them, and she's really, really good. She, had, she dominated her in the first round, ended up losing the second set. was a tight second set, and things were getting started in the third set before a was able to clinch. But she showed me something. Now, I've seen the talent. It's obvious. It was obvious all year how good she could be. But I, I thought as a as a tennis novice, as a tennis amateur, I mean, I, amateur hour, hundred percent. I will, I will greatly admit that. I always felt like all season she needed to continue to diversify her game, which is not unusual for a true freshman, but you could see the raw talent, her ability to get to balls, the athleticism, the ground strokes, the topspin she's able to put on balls. She's got a good topspin serve. She's got a good power serve. She's just a fantastic player. And now she's starting to work in some more slices into her game. She's coming to the net more. She seems more comfortable there. I love this player. And talk about just a fantastic young lady. I mean, again, don't know her, never met her, but... I watch all of Georgia's home tennis matches, and I'm there early watching them warm up. I see her interact with her teammates. She seems to be a fantastic teammate, just a very good-natured young lady, and I am a massive fan of hers. I love watching her play, and it's so exciting that she's going to be here for years to come. So she's in play court force. That's a lot to ask going into this play tournament of, of a young player, but... She's a super talented, man, and I'm excited to see what she's able to do. And then on court two, we have another freshman sensation, Dasha Vidmanova, who was a, a, a mid-year enrollee. She can't she didn't enroll until January, guys. And she's been playing court two and court three for us and at a really high level. I think she was like 13 and 2 on court three in singles as a mid-year early enrollee true freshman just fantastic. And she's got extraordinarily high ceiling too. She's a big, tall girl, about 6'2", 6'3". Strikes the ball really well. She's maybe the most powerful server on the team. I think she's got a fantastic serve, man. It's, getting, it's been getting better and better all year long. Shot great ground strokes. She wasn't super comfortable in the net the first couple of matches I saw her play, but she's really grown there. And now I think she's really good at the net, especially with the links. She's a fantastic defensive player with that size, with that link. She can get to a lot of balls. I really, really like her. She moves really well for a girl that big. I think she has court one potential. I think she's that kind of player. So as I said earlier, we're talking about the men's programs. When you have two players on your team that are realistically court one caliber players, you are in very, very good shape. And that's what we have right now. And if we can get Leah Ma back healthy, again, I don't know what the situation is there, but if we can get her back healthy at some point this year or next year or whenever... I mean, she's been playing court one for us all year long. We would have three legitimate court one players on our team. That is tough to do. It's tough to match up with a team like that. It's really, really tough to be a team that has three girls that can play on court one on any given day, and we play court one for most teams. That's tough. So the future is extraordinarily bright for this team. I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm tempering my expectations, but in a way, I guess I am with with the absence of Leah Ma. But again, I really love this team. I think we can definitely get through the regional. And you know what? We would at least have a puncher's chance against Duke. They're a really talented team. They would certainly be the favorite. And you know what? They should be the favorite in that matchup. But it's just like with the guys. If Mel plays her potential, Dasha plays her potential, and they both play their best games, then we absolutely have a shot. Now, you're going to have to win the doubles point. There's no doubt there. But I like the depth of this team. and you know, Meg Kowalski is just a fantastic player, man. She's been so good her entire career and she is a veteran leader. She's gonna have to move up to court four. I like her better on court five, but she can play court four. She's been fine. there. I mean, court five, Meg just, like if Meg's on court five and six, she just never loses. She's just so much better than all those girls. Court four, she wins the majority of the time. But you know it's a little bit tougher for her. Morgan Copic This the uh, lone senior on this team is coming. Um, she's not. That's not coming back next year. She's moving up to court three. Anya Hurdle, who has been playing court six for us the majority of the year. I mean Anya has been fantastic on court six. In fact, I think Anya has been like she's like eight and one on court six this year. She just never loses on court six. She's had to play up on court five, and they got another, another true freshman, Gigi Grant who's going to be playing on court 6-4. So I think it's a really good doubles player. I think she's been dealing with an injury. She hasn't really been in the lineup lately, even in doubles. So it's going to be really nice to get her back in the doubles game. Because guys, that's critical for this women's tennis team. We have really struggled over the past couple of weeks, the, the close this season in doubles. I think we've only won like one doubles point in our last, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think our last like six matches we won like one doubles point. We did not win one single doubles point in the SEC tournament. Now that shows you how strong we are in singles, even without Liam Ma Because without winning a doubles point in the in the SEC tournament, we made it all the way to the final match, which we of course dropped to Texas A and M. there, that's a very very good tennis team. But you you can't do that. You cannot consistently drop the doubles point and win matches, especially in an insulated tournament setting as the best teams in the country. We have got to shore that up. I think getting Gigi back is going to be huge for that because, like I said, I've been really impressed with her as a doubles player all year. She reminds me a lot of Eric Gravilius on court three for the guys who's a doubles ace force. I think he's the best doubles player in the team. Not the most powerful guy. Doesn't have the strongest ground strokes, but he has just got such great hands, great touch around the net. Gigi's much the same. Really great touch around the net. She moves really well. She's a crafty player player I really love her in doubles and I hope that gives us a little bit of a shot in the arm I do think our our court one doubles team has been playing better lately with Morgan Kopik and Anya Hurdle but we've switched lineup up a little bit and again maybe that was because of Gigi's injury on courts two and three and it hasn't worked out particularly well for us but it looks like one of the NCAA tournament lineups Morgan Cobb on your hurdle on court one, Mel Riasco, Dasha on court two, which had played together most of the year and we had to switch things up a little bit. And then Meg and Gigi Grant back together on court three. Again, they'd play together for most of the year. So we're getting back to our traditional doubles lineups that we've had almost all year long. So hopefully that will help us in the NCAA tournament because we've got to win those doubles points, especially if we're able to get out of the regional and head to Durham to face Duke. It's going to be really tough. We're strong in singles, but man, so is Duke. It's going to be really, really tough to win that match in Durham if we do not win that doubles point but I'm really excited, guys. I really am. I hope you can come out there and, and enjoy some high-level college tennis this weekend. It does look like, unfortunately, it's going to rain on Friday, but that's okay. It's just one match. The guys are going to win that match anyway against Alabama State. It's going to be no contest. That's 2 o'clock on Friday, but Saturday looks like it's going to be a fantastic day, a beautiful day in the classic city. We've got a lot of Georgia tennis. You can even come up and watch the Georgia take on Vanderbilt in baseball, so you can take in like a triple header. So The women are going to be playing at 1 o'clock, in the first round of their tournament on Saturday. The guys will follow it up in the second round on Saturday also at 4 p.m. And the girls wrap things up Sunday at 1 p.m. Tickets are $5 per session. You can get those. You can find that link on my Twitter account at Glory underscore UGA. You can also follow the men's or women's tennis Twitter accounts, and they will have you guys covered there as well, all the links that you need. You can follow me. You can follow those accounts. If you're not coming to Athens to follow all the action, we'll definitely keep you guys up to date because, man, I'm telling you, postseason tennis in the mecca of college tennis it's a beautiful thing so come on out if you've never experienced come on out experience it for the first time I promise you you will not regret it but have a great weekend guys I hope you enjoy whatever you end up doing have a great time enjoy your families thank you for listening I'm Tyler and as always go dogs.